title of the message is The Word Working in the Spirit. The Word Working in the Spirit. You with me? When the Word of God goes into you, how can I describe it? Maybe best to tell you the vision that I saw. I saw like a golden cloud in people and they were hearing the word and they were repenting. They were being cleansed by this golden cloud called the word of God. The word of God is spiritual. My words are spirit and life, Jesus said. It's not like you're reading the Bibles like reading a novel or a history book. It's not like you're reading theology. The Word of God is reading you. The Word of God is correcting you. The Word of God is giving you hope, is giving you comfort. The Word of God is equipping you for every good and perfect work. The Word of God is prophecy. The Bible is prophecy. Man moved by God wrote it. Preaching is not meant to be contemporary, is not meant to be inspirational. Preaching is meant to be the word of, from God, of, from heaven, going forth in the power of the Holy Spirit, producing spiritual change in the life of the person. Hallelujah. We're going to show um, a little video clip, and uh, Chica is the lady who's on the video she was sharing last week about the power when a word is spoken from God. When God speaks to us, it's sufficient. It can change everything in our lives. My word shall not come back to me void, but it shall accomplish that for which I sent it. Here is the word of God. He sends it to you. It shall not come back void. Amen. So here is a lady in this video. She has her prayer requests. She needs money for a charity she's running. I look at her prayer request, and the Lord gives me a word from heaven. Amen. Let's watch it. Amen. Amen. So... Your friend comes to Savannah, Georgia, and um, she doesn't have a Lord, and she feels that I'm rude to her. So what happened? You passed her. So she's waiting in the prayer line to receive prayer. What happened to her? 
You just walked past. You didn't say anything to her. I didn't pray for her. No, you didn't. Just walked straight past her. Yeah. And what did she say to you? That was the first day. And she said, I think your pastor is rude. <laughs> and I said, I used to think so too. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So she comes the second night. The second night she had a prayer written on a card. And you passed and you said amen and walked past. Amen. Amen. And she came back again and said, That your pastor is really, really rude. He passed me again today and all he just said was amen. He didn't even pray with me. He didn't even read my note. He just glanced and said, Amen. I said, well, what do you want him to say if heaven says, Amen? He said what heaven said, Amen. And she said, without praying? I said, what is he going to add if the Lord has already said, Amen? That will be flesh and it won't avail anything. So, uh, so what was on her, her placard? Um, she didn't tell us. However, um, we went to Atlanta with all our savings, and it was about a thousand pounds. And my husband said I should give her the envelope, and I was like, "No way!" You know, this is all the money we had, and um, he said, "Yes, give it to her." So I said my little prayer, Lord, help me to be submissive. Because um, it's, it's hard, you know, sometimes to be submissive. And uh, the Lord did it. So I just went and I knocked reluctantly. And uh, she said, what is it? I said, there's an envelope on your bed. My husband said I should leave it there. The joy of giving. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, she came downstairs where we were and she said, um, you left this envelope because she's going back home and usually we send money home and we put a list of who gets how much. I mean, those that send money home will know. She said, there's no list in the envelope of who gets what. I said, no. Um, and I looked at my husband and he did like this. So I said, it's for you. And she said, a thousand pounds? I said, mm. <laughs> For me? I said, mm. <laughs> I was giving her opportunity to say, no, I can't have it. And I said, <laughs> but she said, are you serious? I looked at my husband to do something. He said, yes, it's for you. <laughs> so I kept quiet and she just slumped on the chair. And she said, the amen. I said, what do you mean, the amen? She said, that's what was on my prayer card. Amen. 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 Bless you. <laughs> Praise God. Someone say Amen. So, I want us to understand the power 
of the word in the hand of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And Peter said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. When Jesus spoke, he spoke the words that the Father had given him, and they had power. His words had power. In John eleven forty three, Jesus is in front of a tomb. Lazarus is dead for three days, and he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Wow. The word of God in the hand of the Holy Spirit is power. You cannot separate the Holy Spirit from the word of God. This is the weapon of the Holy Spirit, the sword of the Spirit. In Mark 4, there was a storm. Jesus was asleep in the stern, Mark 4.38, and he was asleep on a pillow, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, he spoke to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Can I share a story for the glory of God? We were in our midweek prayer meeting on Zoom and uh, Dejan, who's uh, from Serbia, he's Serbian, was in the meeting and they were in a hurricane and he opened the, and you could see, you know, the dark clouds the, and the wind and he said, pray, 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 you know. I spoke to the power behind the wind. I spoke to the principality, the demon behind the wind. I spoke the word that the Lord gave me. And he, I spoke to him the other day, this week, and he said to me, within 30 seconds, the wind had stopped. Within 30 seconds, the wind had stopped. This is the word of God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that it is has been breathed into. All scripture is inspired. That means literally breathed into by God. This is the word of God. This has power. In Luke 17, lepers came to Jesus, and when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. You know, in the history of Israel, no one had ever said to a leper who's covered in sores, his fingers are dropping off, whatever, no one had ever said those words before. Go show yourself to the priests. These were men with leprosy. They were supposed to only go and show themselves if they were healed. 
No one had ever said those words. But Jesus heard those words from the Father and he spoke. And, and so it was that they went, that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down, down on his face at his feet, giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. The mercy of God is that the word of God will apply to any sinner. He wasn't part of the people of God, the Israelites. Jesus said that he was called to the lost sheep of Israel. He was outside of the calling, the mandate on Jesus' life, but he took those words in obedience and the word worked effectively in him. According to your faith, be it done. Scripture is prophetic in nature. You meditate on it. You mix it with faith. And it's like an explosion, like a nuclear bomb going off. The word must abide in your heart. And there in your heart, it will have power in your life. Knowing this first, 2 Peter 1.20, that no prophecy of Scripture, no prophecy of Scripture, this book is prophetic, is of any private interpretation. That means that you cannot judge this book with your thoughts. This book is established in the heavenly realm. It interprets you. It is not subject to your private interpretation. There are churches that want to reinterpret the Bible, for example, about sexuality. God made them male and female. That's what it says in Genesis 1. You can't change it. It's not subject to private interpretation because it is Prophetic, that means it is the word from God. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's word is spiritual in nature. That's why the prophet said, I found your word. You can read it without finding it. I found your word. I ate it, and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. It's spiritual in nature. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. What is the spirit of world? Satan. Spirit of the world operates through anything worldly and ungodly. That's why it's dangerous to listen to worldly music and to watch worldly movies and to participate in what everyone else thinks is okay because the spirit of the world is operating through the things of the world. But we are not of this world. We are from above. We are citizens of heaven. We are in the world, but not of the world. Amen? 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to understand the book. It's prophecy. Only the discerning, only by the grace of God, only by the Holy Spirit can you understand this book. Otherwise, you read it to no avail, of no spiritual benefit without the Holy Spirit. It is the sword of the Spirit. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You cannot know this book without spiritual discernment, because it is prophecy. Hallelujah. You know, the natural mind thinks he's so rude. He just said amen. But the spiritually discerning, amen, 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 amen. People who were testifying tonight, like the couple with the young boy, they received the prophecy. There's nothing to worry about. Don't be anxious. The, they took the prophecy and believed it, and immediately the word was working, producing. Amen? The word works effectively in you who believe. Take the word of God into your heart. Let it abide there and believe it so that you do not doubt in your heart and see what the word will do. Praise God. When God pours out his Holy Spirit, you'll have a revelation of the word. Wow. Let's have a look. Acts 2.17. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. What will happen when the Holy Spirit is poured out on you? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. That is the word of God will be manifest in your life in dreams, in visions, and in prophecy. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the word will explode in your heart, will, will just flow forth. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of water. Hallelujah. One of the greatest ways of daily being filled with the Holy Spirit is meditation on the word of God. Meditate. Let the word abide in your heart. Jesus said, for my words are spirit and life. And the word spirit 
in the Greek is pneuma, which literally means wind. My words are wind and life. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed into by God. In this book, there's a Holy Ghost wind. Hallelujah. Some of you are thinking, what does that mean? See, your natural mind is stupid, can't understand. But for the spiritually discerning, you'll understand. You can eat this book. You can drink this book. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can hear God speaking to you in your circumstances through this book. This book is filled with the promises of God. This is the word of God. One of the greatest things about this book is it, if you believe it, it will save your soul from sin. It will teach you about righteousness. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching. This book will teach you. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. He takes the book and teaches you. Profitable for teaching, for reproof, it'll rebuke you. For rebuke, for correction, it'll correct you. And for training in righteousness. Don't read this book just to get a good feel. You know, I'm going to read my favorite scripture, Psalm 23 or something. Thank you, God, that you're with me today and you're helping me. This book will rebuke you. This book will correct you. This book will expose by its light the darkness of sin in your life. This book will change your life if you'll submit yourself to it. Hallelujah. Conviction of sin is the manifest love of God towards sinners. There were two men in the synagogue. One was under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and he said, God, have mercy upon me. He beat his chest, the worst sinner, and he went home justified. And the other self-righteous guy, he went home in his sin, his pride. Hallelujah. Praise God. He corrects us. And you know, God will use your friends, family, people around you to bring correction. Get over yourself and, and humble yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, just humble yourself. God is speaking to you. So treasure the word in your heart. Treasure the word in your heart. Proverbs 7.1, my son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live, and my law is the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Call understanding your nearest relative, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. You need the word to keep you pure, holy. The word will keep you from sin. The word will keep you in godliness, and godliness will bring blessing of God. Hallelujah. 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 You see, the word abiding in you produces, produces, produces all sorts of things. Produces love, joy, peace. So many people are depressed. Why? 
Many people are depressed because they don't have the word abiding in their heart and they need deliverance. The word will produce, will prosper everything around you. You read Joshua 1, 7 and 8 where Moses commands Joshua to meditate on this book of the law and be careful to observe it. Then you will have good success and God will prosper you. The abiding word in the heart. But some Christians, because of unbelief, maybe they've been listening to the wrong preachers, because of unbelief, the word can't get in their heart because they don't believe it. They don't believe that God heals today. They don't believe that God does miracles. They don't believe that God delivers people. They don't believe that sin is sin. So the word cannot abide in the heart, and so there's no fruit. It produces nothing. Other Christians are lazy, spiritually lazy. The Bible says, the soul of the diligent, being diligent spiritually, you need to meditate on the word so that it can abide in your heart. How will the word abide in your heart if you do not meditate on it? That means setting aside time, discipline, spiritual discipline. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will abide in the Son and in the Father. You will have an abiding relationship with God Almighty if the word abides in you. Amen? How awesome. How awesome. People, like, they want God to come down. They want an experience of God. But how will you have it in an ongoing way if, you, if the word does not abide in your heart? Amen? Amen? The word is the treasures of heaven. If you want to get rich, Meditate on it. If you honour the word, the word will honour you. But if you say, I don't have time, and you do all your fleshly stuff to make life work, then God, will, God does nothing without his word. Amen? God does nothing without his word. So stop. Take a break. Meditate on the word. You'll hear God by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise God. The word is incredible. The word will produce salvation, holiness, repentance, true joy, peace, love. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise God. You can meditate on the word as you meditate. The Holy Spirit comes in the mighty word of God, to transform your life. Amen. In one sense, you don't need myself or others to pray for you. Just take the word, believe it. The word will come to you, heal you, deliver you. Amen. Look, many of the testimonies that we have recorded, the hundreds of testimonies, are of people who have... The word has abided in their heart. They believe the word, and the word has prospered in their life and brought healing of all types of things and deliverance because their heart is spiritually prepared. So when we say, when we tap them, blow on them, you know, pray with them, their heart is already pregnant with the word of God. 
their heart is ripe to receive, amen, the power of God. So I encourage you, take the word, take the promises of God, let them abide in your heart and you will abide in Christ. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you.